What's up, guys? Welcome to Remasters Podcast. I am Chad, and joining me is the Sami Zayn and my Kevin Owens. I am Austin, and that is by far the best uh, tag team name that we've given ourselves. I think so. Far, I think far. so. And this is our special Thanksgiving edition of Ringmasters. We are talking about the great gobbledygooker and giving our predictions for this year's Turkey Bowl. Mm-hmm. That is not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we've got one hell of a week in wrestling. This is going to be one long-ass podcast, if I do say yes. so myself. And we, we got a good guest with us to help us through it as well. Yes, we have my dear, dear friend, the great 370 Gaming. What's up, buddy? Oh, man. Thank you for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, man. It's been a long-awaited guest. You know, We were going to have you on last week, but you know, we got sick. But that's okay. We're here now. Exactly. Man, it happens. And and then hopefully the Skype Skype because we have you calling in through Skype. Hopefully everything works out all right. So we're we're, we're pulling <laughs> yeah, on yeah. it. We got big Give announcements in store. But uh, for right now, uh, three seventy. Did you watch uh, all the wrestling festivities this weekend? Oh boy, man. Let me tell you. I at least watched NXT uh, Takeover and Survivor Series all the way through. I caught the main bits over on SmackDown. Uh, I was going through right before, and I was trying to watch some of the the lower parts I uh, had missed. But I. I, I have a very strong grasp of what happened today, uh, the past four days. So. Perfect. Now, me on the other hand, I did I did not see NXT Takeover War Games. Um, I oh, do know man. I do know who the current champions are, but I do not know what happened during the War Games match. But I heard it was insane. I did see Survivor Series all the way through and Monday Night Raw all the way through. I did not watch SmackDown last night, however, because I was at Little Caesars Arena seeing Halsey, which was freaking insane. <laughs> And this must be, you know, uh, the end of the world because your boy watched everything. Hey. I watched NXT Takeover. Wow. I watched Survivor Series. I watched Raw and SmackDown. I made I made sure to kick him in the ass to make sure yes. he was actually watching this week. It's funny. I texted 370 Gaming right before I left and said, "Hey, don't worry. I just finished SmackDown." So we're mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and I also have to thank my lovely, lovely sister Sydney, who has been on the podcast before. Um, she was a G and managed to take notes on SmackDown while I was at the oh, concert. Man. So she is a G. Thank you so much for that. And, and that's yeah, why, and that's why she's going to the big school. School. Exactly. She's that's that, she's smart. that's why she's going to Michigan State because she knows to take rest, notes on pro wrestling. Exactly. That's no what they're other lo- reason. That's what they're looking for up there. Exactly. Seriously. I honestly, yeah. If they were looking for that, I would have gotten into Michigan State hands down. I I wouldn't because I never take notes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Survivor Series was. It, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I would say quite possibly one the best Survivor Series in a very long time and the best pay per view of the year. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I thought it was, I liked every single match except for the main event. I thought that was yeah. an overbooked, clustered mess. I, I agree with you 100%. What, but, about, what about you, 370? I completely agree with both of you guys. That was, uh, <laughs> I hate to just, you know, keep the echo chamber going, but, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much how I feel. It was a pretty strong card all around until the main event was just, uh, an absolute disaster. My well, opinion. do you want to? Do you guys want to start at the top and just quickly talk about war games real quick? You, yeah, you guys can go ahead and go in on war games because I'm very interested to yeah. see how this went. So, um, basically, the only thing I really want to talk about to a great deal is the actual war games itself. So we're just gonna I'm just gonna roughly cover the matches that happened. Uh, well, okay. So first, I started with uh, Lars Sullivan taking on Cassius Ono, and uh, 370 knows how much of a Cassius Ono slash Chris Hero Mark I am. Mm-hmm, so absolutely. it makes me happy to see him uh, on NXT. However, I don't really like the way he's been booked. What do you think, 370? He, he's definitely been one of the guys that's there to to do the job for the, the, the incoming guys. You know what I mean? He's the solid hand 
that's going to be, uh, you know, taking the loss every once in a while. And it was his time up for uh, Lars Sullivan here. Now, would you say that um, with three with um, with Cassius Ono being in NXT for a very long time and also being like back in the Indies, like he's been in, he's been in NXT, then back in the Indies and back in NXT for a very long time. Do you see him getting called up anytime soon? No. Not really, no, because I, I, I think I, I just I think he's there. I think he's a he's a uh, a mainstay for them. I don't think they're looking to to get rid of him anytime soon. And I feel like if he did get called up, I'd be really worried about how he'd get booked mm-hmm. because he fits in really well on NXT because Triple H is booking that, and you know he, you know he Cassius Ono isn't really what you know a certain. 75-plus-year-old man uh, season a wrestler. Yeah. So I don't really know how he'd be booked. Uh, they'd probably have him walking around in a fat suit doing jobs. Have, 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 have him team with Kevin Owens. Yeah, you know, which, I mean, is, I just, would like that. That's cool, but I don't know. Did you say have him in a fat suit? Yeah. <laughs> is well, Chris Hero in a fat suit? Yeah, because, right. well, you know, because Vince, Vince likes to find those little things that don't, Fit like it's the same thing we did with Mickey James all those years ago. Like, Piggy James, you don't fit the mold of a of a Vince McMahon. She's wrestler. not even so that. I'm she's going not to even fat. Your fault. Your I don't understand what she's what he's looking for. If if Mickey James is your definition of fat, listen, <laughs> you need to like change your viewpoint of women because Mickey James is beautiful. She's she's related to Vader. She's a big fat piece of shit. <laughs> You can't say that when I'm drinking pop, dude. I, like, nearly spit that out. That was ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, Lars Sullivan, uh, quickly. Not, not, uh, it was kind of quick. He got the beat. Cassius Ono. Um, I'm not a big Lars Sullivan fan at all. I think he's kind of boring. I think he's one of the most generic wrestlers I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it drove me nuts when I was, like they announced the uh, NXT pack for WWE 2K. And the fact that he was in there, I was like... Really? You want to talk I'm about? I'm like, where's Andrade Cien Almas? You want to talk about 2K DLC packs, 370? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I had a, I had a long rant about that on my channel. I'm not gonna get into that here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm staying away from that one. I'll believe I'll believe you with that, but just know that I agree with you because like that was like one of the weirdest choices for for a character in the game. But like, I mean, good for him. Yeah. I mean, I'm always fine with seeing someone new in the game, but I don't see anybody using him anytime soon. Well, can I explain something real quick? So I've been I, I caught up on all the NXT TV leading up to Takeover uh, in preparation for the show. I also went to the house show, so I kind of like saw what was going on there. Um, in the buildup, at like right before the DLC pack came out, that was when they started to build Lars Sullivan as an on TV character, and he was just a, a total monster, just causing chaos, and he would beat guys every week. And so I think they wanted to. You know, with the DLC announcement, I think they had those plans in the work for Lars Sullivan for a long time. It, listen, all right. I, the fact that Lars Sullivan is uh, is thriving, but your garbage buddy Murphy is still doing nothing. <laughs> that is garbage. I mean, he's doing something, but it's named Alexa Bliss. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Man. I take back everything that's I said. A, that's that a was, good. That was, a ver- that was very bad of mine. That was, uh, that was, alrighty. Well, and moving on from that, uh, the next match on the on the card was uh, probably my favorite match besides War Games itself, uh, Alistair Black versus the Velveteen Dream. Ooh. The entire story going into this match is Alistair Black uh, refused to say Velveteen's dream's name. So the entire match, Velveteen was just like, say my name, Alistair. Uh, it was an awesome match. I thought it was going to be short. I thought Alistair was going to squash him. Was not expecting what I got. What did you think, 370? 
man, I can't put this match over enough. I really can't. This entire feud from from minute one of it has been some of the best work I've seen in NXT or WWE, like in years, legitimately. It was great. And uh, I saw this match at the um, Friday Vegas house show as well beforehand, and it was just oh so slightly different. And both times it was fantastic. And man, I'm I'm, I'm just so happy to see where those two guys have, have come. You know what I mean? How far yeah. they've come. Now, I see Velveteen Dream on the same level as Cassius Ono as I, I don't want him to get called up. I, I would love for him to be an NXT mainstay. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but I feel like he'll probably get called up probably <laughs> at Rumble or Mania. But, you know, I I really like Velveteen Dream. You know, he's come a long way since his tough enough days as Patrick Clark. And, yeah. uh, you know, and Aleister Black, you know, I can't speak... Any more highly of Aleister Black, you know. When he was Tommy End, he was great. He's great now. The man is a great worker. And I was I was blown away. Like, again, just like you said, just about how great this match is. And uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like both of these guys have a really good uh, future ahead of them. Agreed. Totally. And then the match ended with Aleister Black uh, beating uh, Velveteen Dream, and then after the match, Velveteen, uh, Alistair Black, like, sits, like, you know, with his crisscross on the middle of the mat, mm-hmm. and then uh, grabs a microphone and says, Enjoy your night of infamy, Velveteen Dream. Uh, <laughs> and then, he finally and, says his name, And then yeah. Velveteen's like, He said my name! <laughs> yeah, I saw that online. That became, like, a meme, kind yeah. of, because it was, like, it, like, showed that, and then it cut to, like, Peter Griffin being like, Ha! Ah, he said it! Ha! Ah, he said it! <laughs> Which was... Which was a great, great little end to that match. Uh, if if War Games wasn't on the card, that would have been match of the night. Um, yeah, it was great. That's interesting, really, because that's it sounds like a really odd like yeah. g- gimmick and like not 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 odd gimmick, just like an odd feud between the two and the fact that that pulled out such a great match. Again, I'm gonna eventually end up getting around to watching War Definitely Games. Definitely should. But yeah, I I've heard very mm-hmm. good things about that. The, really, I think the only bad thing I heard about was Lars Sullivan versus. Cassis Ono. And, and even that, that wasn't bad. I just didn't care about it. Like, it, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't as good as everything else on the card. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I thought uh, Lars Sullivan Cassius Ono was better than um, Enzo Callisto on the Survivor Series. Well, I mean, show. that's kind of what happens with NXT is just, yeah. like, even their bad stuff is good compared to what the main roster does sometimes. Right, right. Um, I think after that, we had the Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Am I correct, 370? That is correct, sir. Yes, cool. Uh, we had the fatal four-way match. Um, Carson, um, Ember Moon, uh, sounded out, sounded out. Uh, <laughs> other two people, you dirty, Nikki Cross, <laughs> you dirty, dirty Mark, and, and uh, Billy Kay. I'm or, no, Peyton Royce. No, I'm Peyton staring Royce. him dead in the eyes right now. He's just like he's rocking back and forth listen, trying to remember the names. Listen, listen. All right, I, I listen. I love this match, and I'll all tell right. you why. Okay, I'll tell you why. Go ahead, because. Um, Peyton Royce, uh, one half of the iconic duo, was mm-hmm. in it, and I love the iconic duo. Oh, same. Her, like Peyton and Billy are just incredible, and I'm I really like I and I like all of them. I just had a momentary <laughs> lapse in thought. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about them a little bit more late going into yeah, like Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, but, but like uh, yeah, they're both incredible. Yep, Oscar uh, was there ringside. Um, after the match, she the winner was Ember Moon. Um, it was a good match. It ended a little. It ended weirdly. It had a weird ending. It kind of ended like really quickly, mm-hmm. and I wasn't expecting like. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Three seventy. It had like a weird, like almost rushed kind of finish. I thought. I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. I, I had they they did this match. They did the same match at the house show I was at, 
and uh, it had a different finish, and the match was, uh, yeah, that was that that weird rush kind of finish that really threw me off guard too. It was a good match, but it was yeah, it was really good, but it ended strange. really weird. Yeah, yeah, like, I agree. I don't even think I don't even think Ember who who ended up winning the match. I don't even think Ember she Ember hit the diving stunner, but she hit it so like out of nowhere and so like abrupt. Like I I literally was expecting like I was like oh this isn't the finish, and then it was, and I was like oh okay. Ember Moon is women's champion, which, you know, I'm happy Ember Moon won because I think it's her time. I think she deserves it. But I was really, really, really hoping that Peyton won. That's what I was hearing from a lot of people, yeah. Um, I was expecting it was going to be either Ember Moon or I can't pronounce her name, but the winner of the uh, Mae Young, yeah, Mar- See, yeah. The May Young Classic See, winner. I thought, I thought she could win it too because I thought, I thought that was the whole point of building up the Mae Young Classic. And then I, I was like, it's either gonna be her or or Peyton. Now did I did Peyton, not yeah. see Ember. Win. Now did Pey- did Peyton get pinned, or um, was it Nikki Cross who got pinned? I, th- I, I don't remember. I want to <laughs> say it was Nikki that got pinned. Okay, because I knew it wouldn't. She wouldn't have gotten yeah. pinned because she had just came off the May on Classic. Yeah. But I am I'm personally very happy for Ember because she was like she was like a perfect women's champion for NXT. But the only problem with her was the fact that Asuka was around, and there was no way in hell that she was ever going to topple someone like Asuka. Right. Like, no one could do that. But the mm-hmm. fact now that she's finally got her championship, like, I feel like this is something she's, it's been, like, it's been a long time coming, but she absolutely does deserve it because, right. like, I mean, like, those two put on, her and Asuka put on incredible, amazing matches. Um, and I just think it's just nice to see her hold the title because she, is probably one of my favorite uh, women wrestlers. Like just that stunt, that that like I said, that top row flying stunner, stunner is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Like that will that move will get her over on the main roster alone. And like she's just like a great, especially character. she chugs a beer afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it just starts flipping them off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think she, I think she's probably one of the safest bets for the for the main roster in terms of like. Like being called up because you know when some of the weird gimmicks from NXT gets called up, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know how they're gonna do. I think Ember Moon is safe in terms of oh, like yeah, just dealing with the main roster because just even just the contacts and then just the overall like style of Ember, like that'll get the kids involved. I think her anyway. entrance music is also very underrated. I, I love, yeah, I love her entrance music. That gets me hyped alone. Oh yeah, and you know they thanked Ember Moon for winning the match by getting rid of everyone in the women's division for her to fight. <laughs> yeah, there's no one left. Yeah. Which we'll talk about about later exactly but uh yeah since it's, it's, she'll be champ forever uh moving on from there we had the nxt championship match between andrade cn elmas and drew mcintyre i still catch myself saying galloway like every time i say drew's you name, dirty like, indie mark i have it i was watching that takeover wearing my drew galloway t-shirt like mm. and uh yeah um this match is okay i mean it it was good it was a very good match. Um, I think it ended early because I think Galloway or McIntyre got hurt. Um, that's what I was been hearing. Um, but yeah, uh, Andrade Cien Almas, you know, is a very very good wrestler, and I'm a big fan of him. I honestly did not think he would ever win the NXT Championship. Mm-hmm. What do you think, three seventy? I think a lot of a lot of people felt that way. I don't think he ever, you know, the the way they booked him and just kind of his his presentation up until um, being matched with Zelina. Uh, is that her name? Zelina? Salida. So no, it's not Salita. It's Salida. No, it's not. Oh well, whatever. <laughs> you back down pretty quick. I mean, I well, I mean, I, I, I've been wrong before. So <laughs> I, I mean, because you know, I mean, I've seen the TVs, but you know, I'm yeah, whatever. That's fine. Anyways, my my point being, um, yeah, presentation wise, you know, he's always been a good worker in ring, but 
somebody was always just kind of missing, and, and I don't think people ever thought, you know, hey, this guy's going to be the world champion. You know what I mean? There, there's always been something missing there, and I think she has been that. Uh, she's kind of filled that hole, you know what I mean? And and from there, he, he's kind of taken the ball and ran with it. Um, yeah, it was a really good match. I thought it was um, – I thought it, it, it exceeded my expectations. It was just unfortunate that finish uh, yeah. because he uh, – I think it was uh, McIntyre held onto the rope a little too long, and I think that's what caused his injury at the end. <laughs> yeah, and um, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard the entire finish got changed because Galloway got hurt. We called him Galloway that, again. McIntyre. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that's true I, or not. I do know that he did legitimately, he did legitimately say get, it, hurt, yeah, get yeah. hurt. I don't. I don't know exactly what the extent of the injury is, but mm-hmm. I do know he did get hurt. Because like, yeah. Because like, I really think I really think going like further. You know, if you're trying to predict like what's happening with take with takeover in the next like events, I feel like there's only one guy who we'll talk about soon who will be in line for a championship. And I don't know how well the story will be if it's that individual versus Andrade. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if he fought McIntyre, that's the that I mean that writes itself, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, my thing with Andrade is that um, when he first came into NXT, it was a weird idea for a gimmick anyway. Because like I think the idea was just like he was a former luchador wrestler mm-hmm. who had taken off his mask and just decided to start being him himself and, like, was, like, this weird dancer kind of guy. It was, like, this weird... He came out wearing a fedora and stuff like that. It was just a weird gimmick, and he just came off as very snobby, like, Mm -hmm. even as a babyface. So his babyface run really didn't do anything. When he turned heel and started being heelish, it was working, and then, yeah, like you said, when when she was added to uh, be be his manager, that worked well. I thought... Their match, his match against Johnny Gargano at NXT Takeover Brooklyn Three, was one of the most underrated matches on the card Agreed. because that opened up the show and like just set the precedent. Like, holy shit, this match is awesome. Yeah. So I think, I think him being NXT champion is a welcome change because I think everyone was just expecting, oh, McIntyre is going to hold the title basically until he has to go back to the main roster. But like to have it kind of be like, oh, this new guy's got it, and then maybe if. If Drew's not too hurt, he can try to get that back. And then, like, you could have him just weasel his way out of it, and then the moment where he gets it back, or if he just ends up losing and then goes to the main roster. I think that's good, and I think I just think that Andrade is a is a very decent champion. I, I'm going gonna, gonna to need to see more of what he does, though, because, I mm-hmm. again, like, there's still a little bit of skepticism in there because I want to see if he can keep up this, stre- this streak of, like, just really performing well. But I got I have a lot of good faith in him. I will say it is nice to see them give a belt to somebody who's been there for a while and not just, oh, here's the newest uh, signee from TNA or ROH. Exactly. He'll get it in a month. Like, Yeah, it's, it, it's a homegrown guy who's holding yeah. the title. Yeah, well, more homegrown <clears throat> than most people because he did come off the indies too. But, Very true, yeah, but, but still. He, as the luchador, like if you didn't know he came in as a luchador, you would, like, you would never expect that exactly. because I took the mask off. It's just like, you know, if you, you know, if... If you're not that much of a mark, you may not know that Generico is Sami Zayn. Exactly. I mean, they look damn near. I mean, it's the same person. So, yeah. But yeah, I see your point. And um, but again, I just I only see one guy that is next in line, and I don't know how you could tell that story. Yeah. Unless you turn one of them babyface, and I don't think you should do that with either of them. And speaking of that guy, we'll talk about him now because the next match was War Games. It was the Authors of Pain with Roddy Strong, or who came out wearing Authors of Pain gear. That's cool. Which was cool. Um, it reminded me of Kurt Angle and Shield gear. Uh, and then we had uh, Sanity uh, with, um, you know, 
uh, Big Damo, uh, a.k.a. Killian Dane, mm-hmm. uh, Wolf, and Eric Young. And then, you know, the Undisputed Era, which still not 100% sold on that name, uh, but Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. And, oh, my God, this match was incredible. Um, this was this was one of my favorite matches of the year. Damn. I liked it that much. Um, I literally cannot find a single thing wrong with it. Um I, I, I want I'm gonna talk about it, but I wanna get three seventy. Our prestigious guest. I wanna exactly. get his view on the match. Local wrestling historian three seventy gaming here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh here's the thing, right? I'm you know, I am a little tiny bit of a historian. I've seen, you know, prior war games matches. Um, as a traditional war games match, this was a little strange because they changed the rules a little bit. They changed uh, the outlook, especially with the um, uh, no roof on the cage. And um, if you, I mean, I have a lot to say about this, but I'm just gonna keep it short. I wasn't a fan of how they did the um, entries to the match in, in terms of you know we have two guys from each team and then they'll each you know make one entry for like what, what, there was like three entries, so it, it seemed kind of pointless, kind of. Um, I don't know. Like we're just doing it because it's called War Games. You know what I mean? It, it didn't feel right, in my opinion. That being said, I don't want to shit on this match. This is a fantastic match. Absolutely one of the best matches of the year in WWE. And um, once everybody was in the ring, it was awesome. It was beautiful magic. Yeah, you you need to watch it. That's what I keep hearing. It, yeah, it was great. I'm going. Um, I'm going to watch it probably over the over the break. Everything from Killian Dane <laughs> beating somebody up with another human being. Oh my god! To Kyle O'Reilly <laughs> going with a chair shot and having somebody move and the chair bounces off the ropes and hits him in the face. Oh, that's like The Rock <laughs> against Mankind. Oh my god, I died. It was so funny. Um. Uh, can, I, well, can I also say real quick? Yeah. Uh, huge shout out to Alexander Wolf. He I took was just a really, about to get to him. I was gonna say it took a nasty freaking bump through on the table there. Gash yeah. got a huge gash in the back of his head. He was bleeding. Oh my god. Wolf was my favorite part of the match. Um, he ran in. He as soon as Sanity gets in the ring, he uh, pulls out like a like a billy club or like like a club, <laughs> like a club from like his sleeve and just starts hitting people with it. And I was like, oh man, that's so smart. And then like Sanity bring out weapons like. Killian Dane threw out, like, trash cans and, like, a kendo stick, and it was awesome. Like, the entire thing was great. Eric Young, I'm a huge Eric Young fan, love Eric Young. Uh, He was awesome. Literally, this entire match was perfect. I can't even put into words how great this was. Um, It ended with um, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly getting the win, um, and it was awesome. Oh yeah, I bet. And, and like I said, um, this really I only I really see this only going one other way now, and that's with Fish and O'Reilly uh, taking on the tag champs uh, for the for the gold at the next takeover. And I also think Adam Cole's next in line, but this is where I'm talking about now. Oh yeah, like it How doesn't do you, yeah, yeah it doesn't make sense for Andrade and Cien Almas to be holding the title against someone like Adam Cole. Yeah, because how much, would you yeah. book that now? It's yeah, because it's like a weird heel heel dynamic. I yeah. agree. Um, Maybe Andrade will lose it to Galloway on a on an I, I, I said Galloway, damn it. The <laughs> <laughs> <Your> mark. <laughs> He's got me now. Um, no, I'm I'm sure McIntyre. Maybe if he comes back from injury, um, if he um wins it on a on a TV taping, uh, for NXT, then maybe then mm-hmm. they'll try to book towards that for NXT for for the next takeover. Um, I'm interested to see on what they do on that because it's just like a, it's a weird, it's just a weird dynamic that they have to work with with this injury kind of being uh, thrown in their face. Right. I mean, I guess if I guess if uh, if McIntyre is healthy, I guess it could do a triple threat match at the next takeover and do 
uh, Almas, McIntyre, and Cole. Yeah, and then you can and then you could save the singles match between yeah. McIntyre and and uh, Cole, Cole for the big for the big one at Mania weekend. <clears throat> Which would be insane. NXT TakeOver New Orleans, which ya boys, me and 370 Gaming, will be at. Oh, man. I can't wait for that one. And, uh, oh, yeah. and all three of us yeah. will be at WrestleMania week. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be working. Yeah. We're trying to get NXT TakeOver tickets. Um, mm-hmm. I think what we're, we're focusing on is, because um, we have WrestleMania tickets, me and my sister. Um, we're focusing on trying to get TakeOver tickets and access tickets. But those haven't gone on sale yet, so I'm mm-hmm. going to be making sure we try to get those on hand. But, yeah, we're going to WrestleMania. I am hyped out of my mind. Me and 370 are seeing the TNA show that weekend, aren't we, buddy? <laughs> are you going to go start a fight with Josh Matthews? I'm going to go start my Josh Matthews feud. <laughs> he blocked me on Twitter like a year ago, and I'm still salty about it. Oh, of course. But, uh, yeah, great NXT TakeOver. Survivor Series had a lot to live up to. And uh, you know what? I honestly think, besides the main event, it delivered. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the pre-show, I think, had, like, some little... like I think minus the pre-show, which I don't think anyone really paid attention too much to the pre-show. I watched all two hours of it. All right. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I did too. But, like, I, I'm just going to go quickly through the pre-show yep. just to get those out Let's of the way. through it. Yep. Elias came out, um, faced Matt Hardy. Um, there wasn't anything special. The only thing I was wondering was, why aren't we trying to push Matt as a singles competitor since Jeff is on the shelf right now? Because mm-hmm. I feel like... If you don't take your chance with that right now, which it does seem like they're going to be trying to do a feud with Matt on Raw mm-hmm. after the events of Monday Night Raw. Well, actually, no, after the yeah after the events of Monday Night Raw, um, I feel like they're going to start taking the taking a chance with them. I think they're fine. I think they're going to start planting the 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 Woken seeds. They need to pretty soon, right? Because right. the fact that Jeff's on the shelf, because if 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 Matt's not given anything, he's just going to be sitting in the back, and he yeah. needs something like quickly. And we had Kalisto versus Enzo for the Cruiserweight Championship. The only memorable thing about this match was Kalisto botching his springboard into the ring yep. and then just bouncing over it. <laughs> I, I treated that as Kalisto struggling to get over oh, and then man. just completely fucking... Symbolism. Exactly. I mean, it's it's so it's so perfect. So, bye Kalisto. I mean, like, at this point... <laughs> welcome Hideo Itami. Yeah. Well, yeah, Hideo Itami now on NXT uh, and 205 Live. Yeah, welcome Hideo Itami. Kill Enzo, please. I think Enzo and Hideo Itami could be really good. I agree. And I think Hideo Itami versus anyone on the 205 lost roster would be great, Well, too. I mean, Hideo's not going to win because he can't stay healthy. Of course. <laughs> yeah, maybe, we'll see. Maybe he'll actually but, uh, not hurt himself. Yeah. And then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Brizongo. Uh, the, Kevin and Sammy are like you have relegated us to the pre-show. This is not. This is a disgrace, and um, like it was just like then a, the Brizongo came out and like just of course go back to the paperboy joke, and really it was just like a it was just a ridiculous stupid match. Mm-hmm. And I love I do love Brizongo, but like they were given nothing to work with with this match yeah. like at all. Well, I think it was just oh hey let's get the fashion police on the card like. I really think so. I exactly. Think, I really think they they should what they should have done with the pre-show, and we'll talk about this quickly because who cares? Yeah, exactly. But what they should have done with the pre-show is they should have made every single match on the pre-show a Raw versus SmackDown match, mm-hmm. just because then you get guys like you could have like Rusev versus Matt and like the Fashion Police versus like Gallows and Anderson, and then boom, yeah, solved. It's much easier than just having like these matches that we would see on Raw and SmackDown and exactly. would have most likely skipped anyway. Right, exactly. But okay, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Pre-show. Yeah, forget the pre-show. Uh, Shield versus New Day to open up the show. Um, before we get to that match, though, real quick, five-man commentary team, kill me, please. <laughs> and, like, 
then of course you had Corey Graves who was supposed to be like the in between because he's on both shows, but him obviously forgetting that. Oh yeah, I'm on SmackDown too because he's been on Raw longer and siding with Raw I for think a good Booker majority T of the show. Booker T forgot he was a Raw commentator. Booker T didn't forget. He didn't care. Booker oh, didn't care. Man, I love the New Day. Booker, whose side are you on? Exactly. <laughs> and then Cole, uh, Cole, Michael Cole, of course, being like snarky as a play-by-play commentator as for Monday Night Raw. But yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, there was um. I just love the fact that um, during the during the match, they, there was a "You still suck" chant at Roman, yeah. which I thought was very funny. This match was holy crap! Oh, what an opening! I thought you were gonna say horrible. No, I was like, absolutely oh, no. no, 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 no. This match was an incredibly incredible oh, opening, was opening match. I mean, like there was just some crazy good spots. A super triple power bomb off the off the second rope. It was just like. Insane, a double big ending. There was just so many great, great moments in this match, and it was just an amazing way to open up the pay per view. And I think, I think it kind of like set the bar a little too high for some of the other guys, but the other guys did end up like keeping keeping the momentum going for the mm-hmm. rest of the show. Yeah. Uh, one thing I didn't like about uh, the match is the fact that you know uh, Seth and Dean had to come out wearing those ugly Raw slash Shield shirts. And Roman didn't. But Roman didn't. I thought that was a, a little questionable. He but, just, uh, he needed to keep his bulletproof vest. He I can't know, win a match without him. I'm the big dog. <laughs> yeah, what about you, 370? What do you think of this match? Oh, I hate the shirts too, man. They're awful. <laughs> <laughs> just the dirt worst. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, some of that surprises me. You know, I understand the New Day are, are one of the, you know, the best things they have. They have the most consistently great matches all the way around. And, and this match completely delivered when you put the Shield and the New Day, like, on paper. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it delivered yeah. in every way, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, you make it the opening match, and it kind of deflates the, the next portion of the show because you're like, nothing's going to be as good as that for quite a while. Yeah, you know? I, definitely, I, def- I definitely thought that Baron Corbin and Miz was going to start the show. Yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, what else would you, why would you expect this to, you know, and that's been a New Day pattern as well. You know, New Day will put on one of the best matches of the night, and it'll be the opening match. And, and they even said so that, they even said that on Survivor Series, they said that, like, the New Day, it's become like a tradition that the New Day is going to have the best opening match. Like, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. It starts to show off exciting, but now I compare everything to the New Day match exactly because like all the all the new day uso matches i literally had that same thought like i was like oh man that match was great nothing will be better than this and i was right every single time like <laughs> exactly but yeah shield go over uh given raw a one to nothing lead yes and, they... and then we and then we led into the five on five traditional elimination match for survivor series between the raw women and the smackdown women um we cut backstage to Stephanie McMahon actually hyping up someone other than herself, which was pretty cool. Um, I um, when I saw Alicia Fox, all I heard inside, all I ever heard, all I was thinking to myself was, "How did I? How did our eyes get so head? And what the? How did I? How, I fucked up my joke. No, I messed Listen, up my you joke. You sound like Michael Cole on commentary. I no, I sound like Booker. I'm I'm flubbing myself all over the place. I just kept thinking inside my head, uh, how did I, our eyes get so red and what the hell is on Alicia's head? Oh. I just like... <laughs> yeah, Nickelback. No, exactly. <laughs> I, I just sang that to myself as soon as I saw that. I was just like, oh my God, Alicia. Oh man. That was pretty ridiculous. But this match was very good. I thought they, um, I thought it was perfect to have Asuka be the sole survivor for Raw. And Raw ended up going over SmackDown for that match, which I think was the, the best option for them. Yes. Um, um, and then they, of course, they had... Um, 
Nia Jax get eliminated by countout to protect her, mm-hmm. which if you're going to have one countout elimination, that's fine. Yep. I mean, for for a match like that, like it's okay to keep it um um keep it fresh to make sure that oh, like you you don't have to win by just pinfall, you can be eliminated by countout. There was a weird uh botch I think by the ref where the ref counted too fast on Alicia Fox. And um, yeah, she got she got eliminated, and then all of a sudden Sasha Banks comes in out of nowhere and throws the bank statement on, and then they announce that um, they announce that Naomi gets eliminated, but they don't announce that Alicia got eliminated because I don't think that was supposed to happen. Huh? But, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, well, the ref counted fast, and it seemed like Alicia kicked out, but she didn't. I don't know. It was a that was the only weird part to the actual match, but everything else was great. SmackDown must have paid the refs off. That's what I, that's the kayfabe reason. Just not know? enough because yeah, obviously they enough. still lost. But uh. You know, my, my, it was a good match. Um, it, it was exactly what I was expecting. Um, the only thing that I would do differently is I would have had Sasha get eliminated, and I would have had it so it was one versus five and had Asuka destroy everyone. Oh, yeah. That's how, that was the only, that was my personal preference on how it should have been booked, but I'm not going to nitpick on it because I feel it like was good. having it be like uh, three, I think it was like three three remaining superstars on SmackDown side mm-hmm. or two with Asuka. Yeah, it was, three, it was three on two. Yeah, it was, yeah. Three, it was well, for in, uh, yeah, for when, uh, when Asuka was left of remaining. And yeah, I think just having Asuka beat like two or three people is fine. You don't need to have her beat the entire roster. Mm-hmm, I agree. Uh, because then that just makes SmackDown look incredibly weak compared to Asuka. Because you want to you want to still build up to them eventually having a match if one of those guys comes over for a super superstar shakeup or something like that. Mm-hmm. But Raw goes up two to nothing to yeah. start off that. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add to that match 370 or? Uh, uh, nah, nah, you guys can go. <laughs> but um, it was pretty standard. Fair. It was yeah, it was it was just a strong five on five elimination match. Yeah. Um, unlike the other one. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was the best five on five yeah, match of the night. It really was, and um, I'm glad that they had the better one because they they showed a yeah. much better understanding of the concept than the men did. Um, yeah. which I don't think is all of the men's fault. I think it's only one of the guys' fault, <laughs> which I will mention. Um, but we I, had. I, I, I don't. Who do you think you're talking to? Uh, I don't know who you think uh, would have uh, going for business for himself. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Baron Corbin versus The Miz was up next. Um, they they finally showed the Twitter videos. I'm like, you're a few weeks late on that, don't you think? Because, like, the fact that you just showed those just now I think is kind of ridiculous. Um, this was a, a pretty okay match, I would say. Um, I think the addition of The Miz made people think that The Miz was going to win. No, I didn't. I knew the entire time. I was just thinking about how the booking for these matches, and I was like, ah, oh, Miz has to lose. Yeah. But yeah, Baron Corbin went over, and then they did a little interview with him, and he completely botched it on the mic. He said, "My hand went up, your mouth went closed," and I'm like, "Oh, you were so close!" <laughs> well, he was selling his beating from Baron. Corbin. You 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 screwed it up on one word, closed, shut. So similar, but you messed it up, Corbin. You dirty little bastard. I'm gonna make Miz call me daddy. I didn't. I was surprised we didn't get any mention of that. Yeah, I was like, "That's my favorite like, thing." Baron Who's Corbin's your daddy? I got one thing to say, Miz. Who is your daddy? <laughs> oh God! But uh, yeah, Maurice was at ringside. Yeah, she was, and good, good. I was surprised she didn't give someone a good slap. I wanted. I wanted her to get in the ring and <laughs> pregnancy be damn. Nope. <laughs> throw down with. Baron I was Corbin. expecting at least a slap because it, it kind of made sense for her to be like mm-hmm. like. 
maybe like Corbin just shows up or whatever. The ref's distracted for some reason. He should have motioned to her stomach and said, "I'm yo daddy." Oh That's my god! That's what he should have done. That would have been oh, that would have been good heel heat, and then yeah. the good smack to the face, and yes. then it would be going. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, it was just good to see her ringside, but she didn't really do much. No, well, so I mean, it was just kind of like, yeah. oh, she's there. But Miz takes the pin. Uh, Miz takes the pin, and Baron wins. It's two one. I was very sad, mainly because I don't like Baron Corbin, and I yeah. love the Miz. But well, Miz would be okay. It is what it would is. Would he? No. Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, he's still got that championship. In hindsight, this would be the better of the nights. But, uh, yeah, but um, yeah. then we had the Bar versus the Usos, and this was a good match. Uh, there was moments where the crowd wasn't really feeling it, but mm-hmm. they still put on a really good match, and uh, the Usos got the win, which I thought was the best choice, and it tied it up for, uh, for on SmackDown. Um, not really too much I wanted to say about this match, just that it was pretty good. Um, I just wanna I just wanna praise both these teams real quick. I mean, Sheamus and Cesaro are awesome. And they came from that horrible best of seven series oh, yeah. uh, that had no appeal. And every match on that best of seven was good. Um and then they put them in a tag team and I was like, This is just because I've got nothing for Sheamus and Cesaro. Like, why are they a tag team? And then they kill it. Like every single time they're on my screen, I am I I am so like tuned into what to them like. Oh yeah, this is probably the best run Sheamus has had probably ever. Um, I feel like you know since two thousand nine, I would say when he won the world yeah, title. I feel like when Sheamus is your world champion, I feel like it's kind of, it's always been lackluster. Uh huh. And I feel like I feel like he's finally found his niche. With with uh, Cesaro. I mean, if you if you need any proof of of Sheamus being a lackluster world champion, it's just the way that he won the title against John Cena in two thousand nine. He like Cena just fell into a table and then he won the title at TLC, and it was Mm -hmm. just it was just a weird, stupid way for John to lose and for Sheamus to become world champion. Mm -hmm. It was just a dumb idea. And I'm glad they're finally calling him the Bar because they've been trying to get that over for like. Yeah, months. <laughs> I mean, we've like, yeah, we've heard that constantly. I'm just wondering, like, why the why if uh, I feel like just having Cesaro have the mouthpiece mouth guard while he's talking, um, that, unless it's gonna get made fun of, it doesn't really seem that, like it makes any sense. That for That does kind of that does slightly ruin it for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, but. I know. I mean, like, yeah, you can you obviously can wear it during your matches and stuff like yeah. that because it makes sense. But like, you don't need to wear it when you're talking. Like, but I think Sheamus like, should be the mouthpiece anyway. To be honest, I agree. Like, yeah, I agree. Um, and then the the Usos, man. I mean. I, when the Usos, before the brand split and before they turned the Usos heel, I didn't give a damn about the Usos. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, oh my, okay. The Romans lackeys. They That's were, what everyone thought yeah, they were. I mean, they were just, a, you know, that they were just a, another, like, so, to, Samoan tag team. You know, we see we see so many of, of that great family come to the ring. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, okay, it's another just babyface team. They do their high-flying moves, and that's it. Yeah, and their cool they, entrance. Yeah, and the cool entrance, which... Was only cool for about a month, in my humble opinion. All right, but and then they turn them heel, and they are incredible, and mm-hmm. they are they are also probably on the best run of their career. Oh yeah, um, and I I'm I'm a huge fan of both of these teams, and I don't know who you have on either ends besides maybe Rollins and Ambrose for Raw, but especially on SmackDown, I don't know what team you could have that could hang with the Usos, the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh God, no. Uh, and no, and don't get me wrong. I like I like them too, but I just feel like keep the Usos your tag champs. 
until you call up Authors of Pain after Mania. I, I agree. And have the, or even Sanity. One of those two, One have the, them fight them in Mania. I feel like it's much more likely that Authors of Pain would get I called up. I think the Sanity versus Usos in an Uso penitentiary at Mania would be awesome. <laughs> Damn. But, yeah, great match. What do you think of that, 370? <laughs> Can we get an actual, like... Fight like in a jail for the Uso Penitentiary match. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go. We'll go to the local jail and then just have them fighting around. Have an exact replica of the Arkham Asylum in the Batman games <laughs> and have them fight there. And then just that have Joker great. sitting in the corner. Exactly. And then halfway through, <laughs> Batman goes over. Mm-hmm. But good match. Uh, Uso's getting the win. Um, and then we had Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. Yep, and again, like, this match was good. Um, The only issue I had with this match was that they were selling the fact that Charlotte was getting injured in the ribs, like, for the entire match, and then she still manages to hit the figure eight, which bridges on her rib, on her her stomach, and I'm like, you shouldn't be able to do that. You should be dead right now. But, like, Charlotte goes over. I think that was the right decision because Alexis, yeah, it was the right decision. Alexis is going to be fine over this. It's Mm -hmm. not like she's she's taking a big loss. Like, this is fine for her. But um, no cash-in. No cash-in for this one. I um, really thought it was coming. And, yeah. and the more we had, uh, and, the more, and the more I thought about how last week we spoke about Car- uh, Carmella cashing in on the Raw briefcase, yeah. like the, the Raw champion, the more I thought, oh my God, that's going to happen. Yeah. Like, oh, I, this I, is I, totally I, happening. I truly didn't think it was going to happen. I did think that it was going to happen this this last night on SmackDown. Yeah. The fact that it didn't happen, oh, K- yeah. in kayfabe reasons, was the dumbest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't ask for a better opportunity, which we will we will touch on again in the in uh, in a little bit. Yeah. But again, still not a single bad match on the card. SmackDown was up 3-2, to two, finally took the lead. Charlotte and Alexa Bliss proving why they are the two best women they, that that company has. I mean, maybe Asuka now. I think Asuka still needs to get to the point where it's like she's considered a legitimate threat because, yeah, everyone who watches NXT knows she's a legitimate threat. But if they give her Asuka a really good feud to start kicking her up a notch, people will buy into Asuka immediately because they already uh, a good amount of them already buy into her. Yeah. Um, but having her have like a stupid match on Monday Night Raw where she faces Dana Brooke, yeah. like no one's going to really care about that. Um, which, granted, Asuka did a great job with that. Mm-hmm. But like give her an actual feud, give her an actual like – like, someone's trying to, like, take out Asuka from behind, like, someone like that, which we may see in the future um, with the with the new recent uh, additions to the Raw roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Asuka's going to be fine, and she'll, yeah. she will eventually be in that class as one mm-hmm. of the top women in the, in the company. But, uh, yeah, after the uh, women's match, we had Brock Lesnar! The, the house that AJ Styles built had a new zip code, and it was Suplex City. Yeah, that, I mean, like, I'm not even gonna, like, we get we, we knew what Brock was gonna do, like, beat the crap out of him, and he did, like, at the opening of the match, just destroyed AJ for a while. AJ put on the performance of his life in I, that, I and they got was... hit, they gave him a ton of offense mm-hmm. against just the fact that they gave him a fin- a submission move on on Brock and Brock actually sold it like mm-hmm. legit. Now granted, what it turned into was literally the scene from Toy Story where Buzz Lightyear and Woody are fighting. Buzz 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 Lightyear to the rescue. Can I say I was watching the Brock Lesnar AJ match and when it got to the point to where he put Brock in the calf crusher and Brock was just just beating his head into the mat. Just slammed his head repeatedly. It made me go, oh my God. I was laughing my ass off. I literally was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, holy crap. But it was, this match was really good and I think it was good because I think Brock was buying in. 
Exactly. You know, if Brock doesn't buy in, if Brock doesn't believe that he that his opponent is worth you know his his caliber, he doesn't put on a good match. We saw it at WrestleMania with Dean Ambrose. I agree. You yeah. know, and I really think he was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a I'm gonna make I'm gonna, AJ look like a yeah, star. We're gonna we're gonna do well here, and I really like this match. Um, Three seventy. I'm curious as to what you thought of this match. Well, I totally agree with you in terms of. Uh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? you? No. Okay. Uh, I totally agree with you in terms of, uh, you know, Brock just does not feel in the opponent. He does not think he's kind of, uh, for lack of a better term, worthy of fighting him. He will not put in a great match. And uh, something I love, this was so good. So he, he gets the calf crusher and, um, you know, and, and Brock kind of limps out with an F5 to, to finish the match. And he's, he's, he's kind of limping. He's kind of showing, you know, oh, his leg, he's hurt. And... Um, you know, as a as a Brock Lesnar connoisseur, as I as I find myself to be, you know, I knew he was I knew he was putting it on for for AJ's uh, move. He was selling the devastation of the move, and uh, I had like a Discord going on with a few friends, and they oh, were all <laughs> completely, <laughs> they were totally worked. They were like, he's really hurt, man. He really he really screwed up his leg, man. Oh man, I hope Brock's gonna be all right. I'm like, dude, he's selling for AJ's submission move. He was put in a submission move on his leg. Like, yes. <laughs> He is going to be, but that's that was just a funny note. But uh, it was it was a really great match. If there's going to be one guy that the match uh, direction is going to be, toss him around and uh, just toss him like a sack of shit all through the ring. That's going to be AJ Styles, and it's going to be great. And uh, he got a lot more offense than I think a lot of a lot of people thought too. And I think that's going to be the thing that people pay attention to, rather than the fact that oh Brock still won. Like, cause that's the thing. It's like. Like what uh, what um, what we mentioned before, where like people want someone to take the title off of Brock, even though I think Brock as champion is fine. I don't. <laughs> I think I think him as champion because he he does put on good matches. Um, like with good re- when he's given good opponents. Like if this was like let's be honest with ourselves, if this was Brock versus Jinder, this would have been seconds. this would have been a shit show <laughs> if it was Brock versus Jinder. So thank God AJ came in. Thank God he put on one hell of a performance, and both guys bought into the I was, fact. I that was this, gonna say, how long do you think this match would have went if it was gender? Uh, two minutes. You think two minutes? Two minutes tops. <laughs> Three minutes. Yeah, because like you get you get you get like five suplex in, in like a minute and a half, then one f five. Gender loses. I think he would have had gender and both Singh brothers, and then f five all of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And now with Raw and SmackDown being tied three apiece, we come to the main event, the traditional. Five-on-five elimination match between Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live. This match was horrible. I mean, (laughs) here's the thing. I thought the opening where... um, I thought the opening of the match when everyone was, like, given these crazy cool dream matches and, like, the opening of the match, I feel like, was very cool because we got to see... Finn versus Shinsuke, Triple H versus Shinsuke, Triple H versus Bobby Roode. We got to see a ton of these great, like, little snippets of, like, these dream matches that all of us would love to see. And then, all of a sudden, there is, like, there is a botched catch into a running power slam, and that messed up. Triple H fell on his ass when he tried to do his, like, his head buster. Um... Then, of course, Samoa Joe starts arguing with Braun Strowman. Triple H starts arguing with Kurt Angle. All this, like, deception among the ranks. And then, like, all of this stuff is happening. 
It's just, and then, oh, oh, look, Sammy and Kevin have come to attack Shane McMahon. Shane is left alone, and now pedigree to Kurt Angle. No, Triple H was saving Kurt Angle, was saving Shane McMahon for himself. Triple H is just shovel, shovel, <laughs> shovel, shovel. Hi there, you're in the ground right now. You're going to stay there for two years. <laughs> this was garbage. Yeah, um... Uh, real quick, uh, I did pop when the New Japan chant was started. That was funny. <laughs> that was that was a great addition. Uh, but that me, goes, I know you popped. I popped big. That was yeah, a great. That was a great moment yeah. from Houston. Houston did a really yep. good job with that. And I did. And I did like how it was like Triple H taking on like all of his NXT babies, like off. Like Shinsuke and Triple H, Bobby Roode and Triple H. Like it was really yeah, cool. Yeah, I thought that um, was really cool too, and that's why I was like, I was expecting someone like maybe Shinsuke to beat um triple to pin Triple H, just because of the fact that Shinsuke is an NXT guy, and it mm-hmm. seemed like Hunter would much more rather give a rub to one of his NXT guys than say to John Cena or something like that. But of course, that didn't happen because I mean, technically he did give the rub to one of his NXT guys. It just wasn't on the. It just wasn't on nope, that team. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but oh my god! I mean, like. This match was so cluttered with so many storylines trying to bounce around. The only thing that would have made it worse is if Jason Jordan came out. Because they were building it up like Jordan was going to come out to try to mess with Triple H. Because he's like, I'm 100% and I want to see Raw go over. But I don't want to see Triple H win. And like he's doing all this trash talk, but it means nothing because he doesn't show up. So the fact that they even included that promo in the pay-per-view was worthless. And then, of course, the only guy to somewhat get a decent spot is Braun Strowman when he chokes out Triple H um, when he's like, if you ever, like, I know he said, if you ever try to cross me again, I'm going to kill you. But I was thinking to myself, he must be saying, if you put me in that sloppy of a finish again, I will kill you. Yeah, like, it's just uh, like, this match was terrible. Yeah, to be honest, you pretty much said everything I was feeling. Um, I mean, I think I think this match really shown the the age of Triple H and Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of them looked horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. Kurt Angle like was like looked like he was in like a like looked like a mummy. You know, he was wrapped up so heavily. Yeah, it was. And, like, yeah, I mean, like they had no mention of why he was yeah. either. And I don't know if, if Triple H was just winded from all of the matches he did during that tour, but he looked horrible. Mm-hmm. And if if the if the plan is Triple H, Kurt Angle, and Mania. I'm, I'm I'm very scared I, for that. When, when that match starts and I'm at the show, I'm gonna go buy merch. I'm very <laughs> I'm I'm very very scared for that match yeah. if that's where they're going with. I just I don't I don't like it. I don't like that Triple H made it about himself. I don't get that at all. Um, I don't like that Shinsuke and Bobby got eliminated so quickly. Um, and I don't like that they came out afterwards and and put Braun Strowman through a table. Yeah. Um, I don't like that Triple H and John Cena weren't wearing Raw and SmackDown shirts. Yeah, John like was wearing his garbage. John, John was Cena's wearing his green. garbage. Yeah. Well, at least at least Hunter was still wearing red. John yeah. was wearing green. I'm like, what are you supporting? Velocity? Jesus. <laughs> like, I don't I don't like that. I don't like that Finn got eliminated with an RKO. Mm-hmm. I don't like that Samoa Joe got eliminated with an F with an attitude adjustment. I just feel like this entire pay per view was. Look at all of these young up and coming guys. Look at our stars of like our future stars. And watch Triple H and, destroy them. And watch them. Kurt Angle, Triple H, Randy Orton, and John Cena kill them all. Like, didn't like it. Nope. The only the only saving grace to this match was that Braun Strowman was standing tall at the end. Um, but yeah, I thought this match was over. Overbooked and poorly booked. Mm-hmm. Dude, seventy. What was your thoughts on it? Oh my god, dude! I could do just I could just do like an hour and a half on this freaking match if I if I was <laughs> well, given the actually, opportunity. Well, actually, 
This I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. This yeah, is very no. unprofessional of you, of, of myself, but I have to go to the bathroom really bad, so you guys control the podcast right now. I'll be right back. Well, okay. Uh, all right, 370. Uh, like I, mean, I, I said... I, I, can, I can go on about this match if you like. Yeah, go ahead, shoot. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, the, the problem with this match is the problem with this company. And, and you know, I... Uh, you know, it's really frustrating because you'll watch... If you, if you watch WWE for... Uh, multiple of years, you know, like let's say five years, you'll see a generation of young guys come up, you'll see a new crop of talent, and they'll, you know, they'll be put on the road every single week, and they'll have, you know, awful storylines to deal with, and they'll have awful opportunities, and they finally, you know, they get a chance to shine, you know, towards WrestleMania period, and, you know, in comes Triple H, in comes, you know, all these people, and, you know, Triple H is just making it a lot worse by putting it all on himself, but... Uh, you know, it's the same pattern. It's, you know, you guys don't matter and, you know, Triple H matters and, you know, come WrestleMania when everybody's watching, uh, we're going to showcase this Triple H and Kurt Angle and, you know, the old guard and, you know, you guys, you know, good job filling the seats, but, uh, you know, you're, have fun you're, in the battle royal. <laughs> yeah. Have fun, have fun in the pre-show battle royal, brother. It, and it's and, frustrating. Yeah. It's, in, it's incredibly frustrating. And, it's even more like upsetting just the fact that how much more like hard these guys work. Whereas Triple H and John Cena should wrestle on TV maybe four times a year now. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, Randy Orton gets a pass because at least Randy Orton is there every single week. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Randy Orton is getting old, so I do think he should be putting people over. And to his credit, he does put over people. He put Jinder Mahal over. You know. Uh, oh, yeah. But he needs to put more people over. You know, there should be no reason why, you know, he, R- Rusev looks as bad as he does after feuding with Randy Orton. Um, so Randy Orton is guilty to a sense, but it's mainly more about Triple H and John Cena, in my opinion, that, you know, show up after they're done filming a movie or show up when it's convenient for them. They show up and they just bury guys, you know, like, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost insulting to the people like Shinsuke and Bobby Roode. Almost. And, and, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is insulting. Like, if I... And then you wonder why guys like Neville, like, want to leave the company. Then you wonder why all these wrestlers are so unhappy with the way they're booked. You know, why Austin Aries has to go on and plug and, and, and leave because he doesn't like the, his creative form. Because you guys just don't care about your workhorses, you know? Yep. Exactly. Can, yeah. can I also ask why John Cena was in this match? Yes, I also agree. I don't understand. Like, I really don't. I, I think, it, I mean, it was because, I mean, he was supposed to be the special guest referee for Jinder and Brock when that was the plan because they were like, we need to sell this match somehow. Let's put John Cena in it. But then when that got changed, they were like, oh, John Cena's. I would have been okay if they just would have been like, all right, John, sit this one out, man. Maybe show up, maybe cut a promo or something. Like, there are so many guys that weren't doing anything on this card. You could have had John Cena cut a promo and then had, like, Rusev come out and be like, no one cares about you, John. It's Rusev Day. And then have John Cena do his – if he's going to bury somebody, bury somebody he's buried before, I guess, and have him just be Rusev then. Or, and then put somebody else who deserves to be in this match in there. Because I agree. John Cena went from being uh, a raw main event on a pay-per-view, like, a few months ago to now he's on Team SmackDown. And you could have I, left him off the card, and it would have no different. Like, yeah, it would have went no different. No one would have said anything if you would have left him off the card. Yeah. I would rather have seen Goldberg again. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Right. <laughs> as, as weird as that sounds, I totally yeah. agree with that. Welcome back, Austin. Yeah, yep, just made it back, and I just sneaked my way back in here. Um, I, I just heard about you guys talking about John not being on this match. It, it was just like a – it was obviously like a supposed to be a last-ditch, like – 
hey, look who's on SmackDown, because SmackDown was looking abysmal compared to Monday Night Raw. Yeah. So John was really just added in there to make it seem like, oh, they're on an even playing field. But it's even like it's even on the same sense of Raw with Jason Jordan. Like, mm-hmm. why, like, I know he's not over. I know he's, I, but he's not over because of you guys. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not that the guy oh, yeah. can't work. He's a great oh, yeah, worker. No, I mean, like, exactly. that's the thing. It's like there's nothing against Jason Jordan as a worker or, or as a human being. The guy works his ass off. Like, if you, you, you've seen him in American Alpha. The guy works his ass off. He yeah. does incredible work in the ring. He's a great wrestler. I mean, nobody's disputing that. Yeah. But the fact that you've given him this horrible storyline, yeah. this horrible gimmick of just being Kurt Angle's son, and that's it. Yeah. There's nothing else interesting about his character. This would have been, it would have been so much more simple if you just had Kurt Angle be like his like mentor. Like that's yeah. all you need to be. You didn't need to have them be like related. Yeah. You could just have Kurt Angle take him under his wing because they're both these crazy good American wrestlers and they both did collegiate wrestling. You could just had it been like, oh, I'm taking this guy under my wing because you know what? He's I see a future in him. I think he can be one of the top guys on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. But instead, you're like, he's my son. So of course, the, you have to like him now because he's related to me. That is not, you're asking so little of your fans to just get behind someone just because they're related to someone who has prestige. And you're breaking up a very over-tag team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, like, is there, does any, do you want an example of that not working? Ted DiBiase Jr. Like, he did nothing in WWE uh, besides legacy, but he has one of the greatest fathers in professional wrestling in Ted DiBiase. But that didn't mean jack shit because... They didn't give him anything good to do. Or Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel, exactly. <laughs> like, and and more, and this is, and I also thought, you know, this is Shane McMahon's fault too. Like, why do why do we need to have the general managers, COO, and commissioner in this match? This would be like if they had like a bat, like a, the NBA All Star game, and the starting lineup had Adam Silver in it. Doc Rivers and Stan Van Gundy. Who? What? Why do we need this? Exactly. Like, like, why can't they just be at ringside? You know, why can't they just be? You know, I just, I don't understand why we have to have these people in this match. I don't either. And it's just like, really, it's Shane dusting off that I like to wrestle, even though I'm not a wrestler feeling, and then like just turning the Monday Night Raw versus SmackDown versus being the McMahon's against each other because. Obviously, that's what we like to see. We yeah. don't like to see our wrestlers wrestle. We like to see our our owners and daughters and sons of the company bicker amongst each other. Yeah. And, yeah, which continued into Monday Night Raw when the uh, authority, when, when the authority <laughs> opened up Monday Night Raw. Is it 2015 all, all over again? Because it seems like it is. Is it Survivor Series 2017 again? No. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Know. So Stephanie McMahon brings out Triple H. Kurt Angle comes out, faces off against Triple H. Then Jason Jordan comes off, out, faces off against Kurt, Triple H. Then Braun Strowman comes out, like because after Steph's like, he's not afraid of anyone in that locker room. Braun Strowman comes out, towers over Triple H, and he just backs out of the ring. I will say, they are booking Braun Strowman incredibly well. Braun Strowman is by far one of the yeah. best things about Monday Night Raw. If they are going to book somebody good besides Triple H in this weird cluster fuck feud i'm glad it's braun and like, and then stephanie using her commissioner powers says okay jason jordan you want a match tonight you got it against braun strowman 
you're just trying to kill Jason Jordan as a character because like there's no like you're trying if you're trying to get Jason Jordan over as a babyface character you're failing miserably because this is like something you would do to Sami Zayn when he was a babyface because J- then Jason Jordan's in the back like terrified but then he's like you know what Dad you did all these amazing things you did all this crazy stuff that means I can do it because I your blood is coursing through my veins and I'm just like okay just can we dig the grave for him right now because it's over for him like i would say right now like have braun Strowman kill jason jordan take him off tv and then fix him because at this point like he's not doing anything good or at least or at least bring him back to cost kurt angle all right in the match against triple h and be like you know you were my dad and you did nothing to help my career only be 10 times more of a bad promo because he can't act he'd be like you were my dad I thought thought you were my dad. I thought I could trust you. And now you're not my dad. Baron Corbin is my dad. Oh, my God. That's That's right, Jason Jordan. Oh, my God. Can I I say, though, there's a theory, though, that um, Jason Jordan, the the angle, the the payoff to the angle is that he's going to turn on Kurt, like, soon. And the, the thing will be... He was using him the whole time. He may or may not have made it up, or you know something to that effect. But but the but the angle is going to be supposedly the theory is that uh, he was just using him the whole time, and so that's why it's kind of been so over the top and really weird. The the kind of acting and the, and the weird you know the, the trying to make this connection between them because he's going to turn on him. But like my thing is that's all that's fine. But really, and maybe this is why he's turning. Because he hasn't benefited, but what has he really gotten from this? Like he he hasn't won a championship. He wasn't in the match. Like and maybe that's why he's turning. Because he was like, I thought I could use you to benefit me, but I can't. But like he really hasn't benefited at all from Plus, him being. He, not to mention, son. he looks incredibly stupid because like after after that promo, Jason Jordan was in the back and like he's like he's like Kurt Angle's like, look, you're a hundred percent. I have faith in you. He's like, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm act, I'm hurt. I lied only because it was Triple H. I'm like, wow, you're beyond stupid that you would even mention that. I'm like, how is anybody supposed to get behind you when you're doing stupid garbage like this? Yeah. Like, I mean, like I'll use a term of. Chad's Jason Jordan is, is hot, hot garbage. garbage. Oh man, <laughs> put that on a T-shirt. Man, I'd buy it. I love I it. I know you would. But yeah, I mean, like, unless there's anything you guys want to talk about after that, we had Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Uh, I uh, not not about what we just talked about, but I will say, uh, they have completely abandoned Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. like he, I don't understand. Like, why you would ever give up on Finn? Like, I mean, what I've heard, what I've heard, and this is coming from Dave Meltzer. What I heard was that the original match that was being booked for Royal Rumble was to be Brock Lesnar versus uh, Finn Balor, yep. but apparently um, Vince doesn't think he's Vince doesn't thinks he's thinks he's over enough, so they've dropped it. Apparently, I don't know what they're putting in the placement of that, but apparently. Um, fi- uh, Vince doesn't think Finn Balor is over enough with the audience, which is beyond ridiculous. <laughs> it's your fault he's not over. I just don't understand. Like, oh, this this guy sucks. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. He's the drizzling just I mean, awful. If, if there was any addition to, like, the fact that people think Vince McMahon is crazy when it becomes, comes to booking, there was the Kevin Owens 365 that was being aired on the network where Kevin Owens has his match with Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 33. He comes back to Vince saying he hated it. Yeah. Which, 
is beyond ridiculous because that was one of the best storytelling matches of the night. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, like how are you supposed to make Vince not look like a maniac for that? Because not only does he just crush Kevin Owens' heart and soul for it not, not being up to what he thought it should be, but it's just like... Wait, what did he hate? He didn't like their match. His match at WrestleMania 33. Like, did you not see the documentary? No, I didn't. I thought you were. I, no, I didn't. No, no, no. Um, Ke- so Kevin Owens is booked. In, so like they they follow they follow Kevin Owens's career from SummerSlam 2016 to SummerSlam 2017, and they show his match at WrestleMania 33 against and, Jericho. Against Jericho, yes. The the matchup between like you like I was never your best friend and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. That crazy good storytelling match. He comes back to the he comes back to the gorilla and he talks to Vince and he's like, "Was that okay?" And Vince was just like, "No, it was not." Oh man! And it just completely destroys him. Like he's like, like Kevin was just distraught after that because he like he was holding his United States Championship against Chris Jericho and he didn't want to talk to anybody because he was just oh, he was just depressed and just like he's like this was one of the lowest moments in my career. Jesus! And I was just like. How can you Man. think that? Like that wasn't that's an insane thing. I mean, thought. I didn't think it was the best thing in the world, but, no, but I didn't I think it was I, horrible. I thought it was the story uh, the best storytelling match on yeah. the card, which I think means something when you're supposed to tell a story with a feud like this. Yeah. But the fact that Vince like just completely shut him down like mm-hmm. was crazy. Yeah. To me, but like I mean like mm-hmm. that's Vince yeah, and for like sure. is he's he's very um I don't even know what the word to say. Um uh Centric, yeah, I guess, but uh, yeah, so Samoa Joe goes over Finn Balor clean, clean as a whistle. Uh, so they've given up on Finn, and then after that, Oscar versus Dana Brooke. Hey, do you guys mind if I make a, a comment about Finn Balor real quick? Go ahead, thank you. I don't want to try, I don't want to step on you guys. No, you guys are you're fine, man. No, you're good. Um, so Finn Balor, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself over as the new Japan uh, guy here. Uh, the the big New Japan guy. I've watched you know Prince Devitt for for years, and I've seen you know his his work in New Japan has been unlike anything he's ever done. And I'm not going to be like, oh well, he's only good in New Japan, and WWE kills him because he was also fantastic in NXT. If you guys watched you know his yeah. NXT career, mm-hmm. and you know he's one of those guys that is getting lost in translation to the main roster, whether that be the way he's booked or perhaps the different kind of schedule maybe takes it out of you or something, but. He he lost like from minute one when he returned from his injury, he lost part of that like aura. He kind of just lost that like presence that he had, and I and I don't really know what it is, and I don't really know what's going on. But you know when when the the main people in the office aren't behind you, you don't really have a chance to succeed in that big of a role. You know if he's you know perhaps if he's given that that kind of big spotlight, if he's not in, you know. Uh, you know, Sister Abigail feuds, you know what I mean? He'll be, you know, he'll have that kind of aura back, you know? And I mean, you kind of saw a glimpse of it with that AJ match, uh, however many pay-per-views ago that was. Uh, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's just, it's a shame. My biggest really issue, my, yeah, my biggest issue with the fact with the, what they've done with Finn Balor since his return from injury is the fact that he hasn't gotten his rematch for the Universal title. I mean, yeah, I you, you have you have Michael Cole saying every single time he comes out, the first ever Universal Champion. Okay, he never lost his title. Why is he not getting it back? Mm-hmm, like exactly. it makes no sense. You had faith for of him a year ago, and now all of a sudden, all of that faith has evaporated. Like SummerSlam 2016, you pulled the trigger on Finn Balor. 
good work on you, but like he got injured during the match, and and it wasn't even really his fault. It was it mm-hmm. was like granted, like not trying to be hard on Seth, but like that was his fault, and like he threw him in like in a very awkward position on the barricade. That spot could have easily have just been taken out because yeah. that's a dangerous move when you're throwing yeah. it against the barricade. Just popped his shoulder out of socket. Um, that wasn't his fault. Now, if you if you want to say you have faith in a guy, but then a year passes and then all of a sudden you're like, we don't know what to do with you. There's an easy situation to that. Give him his universal title shot yeah. because he deserves it. Put him in a decent decent segment against Finn Balor, Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar or whoever is the universal champion. I don't care. And then give him the chance to shine because if you had faith in him before, obviously those same traits will come back in a feud against for the universal title because Finn works his ass off. And the mm-hmm. fact that you're all of a sudden being like, uh, nah, you don't, we don't really see anything in you, even though you did a full year ago. Like it hasn't even been like more than two years, and they've already lost faith in him. Like he's been on the main roster for like. Almost two years. That's it. Minus the time that he was out for injury. So even less time than that. And now they've already given up on him. Like, I just think that's disrespectful to the fact that, oh, just because, like, we, I mean, we know what he did in NXT, but that doesn't matter. Like, because it's just the mindset of, and we know what he did in New Japan, but, of course, like, you have to make it in here. Like, this (laughs) is, like, we don't care about your past. All we care about is here. And it's just, like, that's, that's, that's ludicrous to think, like, You've seen what he can do. You obviously signed him from New Japan, so like obviously you saw what he could do, which mm-hmm. was the reason you signed him. So take that into mind. Realize that he's amazing, and then just give him a shot because yeah. you haven't even given him a shot at the Universal title. The fact that it's taken him this long to get his shot is ridiculous, and you just need to do it because like like he's got he's got the the ability to pull this off. Right, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, Good point through seventy. I agree. Um, I think he's very, uh, very underused. Um, but yeah, uh, moving on. Oscar uh, uh, squash Dana Brooke. Oscar's uh, wonderful. I don't think we really need to discuss. More the about only this. thing I the only thing I want to discuss about that was they had this little weird promo um, in between the match when Dana Brooke was coming out, and she it was one of the worst written promos I've ever heard in my entire life because mm. she was went, I've been studying the Oscar collection on the WWE Network, and I've been poking <laughs> holes in her game. I'm like, shut up! <laughs> My God, who wrote that? And who could give me a name and address and I will kick them in the nads. Oh, no. It is, oh, my God. I mean, like, Dana. Yeah, Dana Brooke isn't even that bad. She's just somewhat green with her character. I think she's hot garbage. I think she's just green with her character because she's not that bad of a wrestler. She's strong. She's got a good heel persona. I think she can be good, but they don't give her anything. I, like, think, I think her best role is when she's the manager of somebody. <laughs> I think she can do good stuff because, honestly, like, even in NXT, like, she didn't do great. Like, I'm not saying she's, mm. like, an underrated star, like, because I agree that she's not that good. But she can be. Everybody on the roster can be good if you let them cut their promos by themselves. Mm-hmm. Because if you keep writing these trash things that they have to recite word for word and, like, plug your stupid network for the 90 millionth time, even though we all understand, yes, we know that the network exists, 
most of your fans are already freaking subscribed and if you get a new fan in most likely someone's gonna mention it to them and they will get the free trial you don't need to bash that into our heads constantly i wouldn't be surprised if the 9.99 shirt comes back on sale <laughs> on the on the shop because they say it so much <laughs> oh man Oh, Austin's Austin's heated. I didn't know He's, Dana Brooke would get work you up so bad. Th- just this recent, there's, oh, I, like I said, this has been a very interesting week in pro wrestling, both in the goods and the bads. Mm. The main event got me heated. The fact that they're treating a lot of their superstars like garbage it gets me heated, and it's just like there's some feuds that are going on on the, the main roster that just don't right. make any sense to me mm-hmm. at all. Um, so after that was Miz TV with Roman Reigns. Yep. Uh, in a nutshell, uh, it ended up with Roman challenging Miz for the IC title. Oh, and then of course the lights went out on the Miz. Yep. Like in the middle of his promo, and that was funny. So. Um, the crowd was very behind the Miz mm-hmm. and um, was chanting Miz is awesome so much so that the crowd mentioned it. Like we haven't heard that anywhere. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you heard that at WrestleMania though. Because when they were facing John, when her and him and Maurice were facing John Cena and Nikki Bella, I'm pretty sure the crowd was behind the Miz and Maurice. But yeah, so he was like, "I like that title. I want that title." So they're trying to build up the Shield once again to being the big team, big faction. And then they decide that okay, um, I am well. Miz didn't want to fight him, but then Kurt made the match official. So we had an IC Championship match tonight. Which was fine, and then Dean Ambrose immediately afterwards had a match with Sheamus, which was good. Um, I mean, like, it was just, like, a good, decent match to open, I mean, to continue the show. Like, mm-hmm. it's just nothing really too yeah. memorable. Yeah, I've seen enough Sheamus and Dean Ambrose matches in my lifetime. She- well, just <laughs> Ambrose and Rollins versus The Bar in any any formula. But who else, I mean, if it's not Rollins and Dean, if it's not Seth and Dean, who else is going to fight them? Like, Very true, very true. Like, but that's why you need to start bringing up some new teams or yeah. just start making some new teams. I really thought they were going with a Finn Balor, Samoa Joe tag angle. Like, I really thought that was going to be where they were going. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Dean. Did Dean go over? Yeah, Dean ended up going over. Um... And then we had Alexa Bliss come out, and then like saying like I'm like I'm last night may have not my been, not, may have not have been my night, but I'm still the goddess of WWE. Mickey James comes out with like biscuit butt all to her name because that's all she can say now because of course that's all that matters. Well, listen, with her. back in her day, that was a uh, that was a stellar insult. Exactly. She's so old. No, oh, I mean like she's just. She's given nothing. Like, that's mm-hmm. all that she's given. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a bus- biscuit butt t-shirt coming out pretty soon. <laughs> Bailey comes out. Sasha Banks comes out. Alicia Fox comes out. And then uh, Alexa's just like, wow, none of you are worthy enough to be champion. Which, I mean, damn. And then we get this turned into a fatal four-way number one contenders match between Bailey, Sasha, Alicia Fox, and Mickey James. Nothing to mention about the match besides the fact that Paige is back. Yeah. After one and a half years, she's back, but she wasn't alone. No, she, she was not. She was not. Oh, she has Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose from NXT joining her, which is really interesting because, like, I felt like if there was anybody to be with in a, in a faction with Paige, it would be Alberto the icon- Del Rio. No, oh, there was a, there was a <laughs> oh, no. slight fear in my stomach that that was going to happen. Um, no, I thought. The better better option because Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose haven't really, especially Mandy, have not been seen on NXT very often. So I guarantee mm-hmm. a lot of the NXT fans probably even forgot about them. But why not the iconic duo? Yeah, I think I think the story going in was those two were on were. Um, yeah, they were on. Yeah, they were on tough enough, enough and then Paige but, was like kind of pulling for them. And I really think I think they 
could really benefit from the star quality of Paige, mm-hmm. whereas I feel like the iconic duo doesn't need to be, like, the heaters of a star. That's true. Like, I really, and, and but don't get me wrong, I would have loved if the iconic duo was made made the main roster. But yeah. I just feel like they need Paige more than Paige would need them, yeah. whereas the iconic duo doesn't need Paige at all. Well, well, they mentioned, well, they mentioned also, SmackDown Live saw that and was like, we could do that as well, and yes. then they brought up Ruby Riot, uh... I don't remember the one girl from the from the Mae Young Classic. Ruby, it was Ruby, Ruby Riot. Uh, it was um, Crazy Mary Dobson, which isn't her name now. Yeah, and but, Liv Morgan. And Liv Morgan. Yeah. I think it's Sarah Logan. It's Sarah Logan. Yeah. Sarah Logan. Yeah, from the Mae Young Classic. I know her as Crazy yeah. Mary Dobson. Yeah. So <laughs> like they yeah they showed up on SmackDown doing basically the exact same thing, which so, I have a problem with. That that was like a kid copying off someone in class. Like that yeah. was so like just ridiculous. Yeah. Like instead of doing that, what you could have done is you could have like. Because I think, because while I think Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan is great, and I didn't watch the May Young Classic, so I didn't get to see any of Crazy Mary, um, I think bringing the iconic duo up would have been much better for SmackDown rather than just doing the exact same thing Raw right. did. Because that was just embarrassing how, like, legitimately, like, like, peeking over your shoulder and copying over the kid right next to you, even though the kid next to you isn't even the smartest kid in class. You're basically copying off of the freaking. Guy who goes by with straight C's or D's. Oh, man. So, I've copied off my homework. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, I, I, from all the things that I've heard, they're trying to get, bring up women so they can do a women's battle uh, Royal Rumble this year. Okay. That's what I heard. I don't know if oh, that's that truth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that has any truth to it, but that's a rumor that I heard. The only thing I want to mention, too, is that Paige, Mandy, and Sonya, PMS... Oh, no. I hope that doesn't get over. <laughs> the pretty mean sisters. Sure, that's what they are. No, yeah, because that doesn't mean anything else. But, uh, yeah, Paige is back. Welcome back. Missed you. Uh, I really think Paige Asuka is your mania match, but that's my opinion. Yep. I think those two got to fight eventually, but then after that we had um, Braun Strowman versus Jason Jordan. Real quick, um, can, I, can I propose a uh, theory on that? Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you said you mentioned um, they were uh, – who was it? Mandy Rose and uh, – uh, Sonny Deville. Yeah. They were brought up in Tough Enough, you said? Yeah, they were they were contestants on the Tough Enough season where Paige was a judge. Okay, see, so, I didn't know that at all. I didn't. Oh, did they mention that? Uh, yes. And yeah, okay. they, I think they did. Okay, that's interesting. So my, my running theory was that perhaps they were trying to start some kind of like women's like cross-brand nexus kind of thing. I thought maybe they were in on it together perhaps. But, it's quite um, possible. I don't know. If they, they gave them a connection, if they gave the Raw women a connection, though, but they didn't give the SmackDown women a connection, uh, that, you know, that kind of runs of right, lazy writing, probably. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> it was just kind of just lazy on the on the hand of SmackDown to be like, we'll do the same thing. They should have had they should have had that ZZ guy uh, from FM Tough and ZZ. debut on SmackDown. Just, just no, like that. The yeah, that that Tough Enough season was the definition of stupid. Because, like, you had guys like Patrick Clark who were legitimate, like, wrestlers. And then you had ZZ, which is, like, he's funny, though. Like, of course, because that's, like, when you're building it as a reality show, that's what happens when you are when you bring fans in to try to vote on a reality show. They don't care. Yeah. But, yeah, after that, we had Braun Strowman. We had Braun Strowman versus Jason Jordan. That ended in DQ as well. That was two in a row. Mm-hmm. And then Enzo More was doing uh, stuff, and it was an eight-man tag cruiserweight match between the babyface cruiserweights and the Zo Train. I did not care about this match. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Let's skip it. Yep, we'll just skip right on <laughs> past we are that. We are pressing yeah. time here. A Very big weekend. Much. It's been a crazy week, so I'm trying to get through as much as we can. Uh, Eli Sampson came out. Uh, the only thing to mention out about that was 
uh, there were Let's Go Astro chants, and he was just like, the season's over, shut up! And I'm like, that was pretty great. Um, and then there was just a brawl between Matt Hardy and Elias, which was... Uh, turn, him bo- turn him broken. Yeah, turn him broken. I'm broken. waiting for the guitar shot to the head, which turns exactly. him broken. And then the final was the Rom- Roman Reigns versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, and this was a decent match, but Roman is now the Intercontinental Champion. Um, what I found interesting, though, out of this was the fact that they were they were constantly being like, he's a Grand Slam champion. He's a Grand, Grand Slam champion. You know who else is a Grand Slam champion? Dean Ambrose. You didn't mention shit about that when he did it. Yeah. You got like a paragraph on the net, on the website. But, exactly. But Roman Reigns gets, gets a shout out and on my Instagram, uh, because I... I stupidly have WB on my Instagram. Um, they did like a giant Instagram post of all exactly. the belts Roman Reigns has held. Yep, and I'm, I, like, I'm like, God. wow, Dina did the exact same thing. And first, and you didn't give a shit because yeah. it wasn't Roman Reigns. Yeah, Chris Jericho did it also first. Yeah, and well, didn't Chris, do yeah. By him. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that was Monday Night Raw, and it was just a mishmash. It was just eh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if 370 thought anything different, but it's like, yeah, I, I thought mean, it was eh. It was what it was. You know what I mean? I, you know, highs and lows. It wasn't really. It didn't strike me as particularly bad or good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we'll just quickly run through SmackDown Live because like there wasn't too much really, except for the fact that Shane, Shane and Daniel are teasing the fact that yeah. they're gonna fire Kevin to, Owens and Sami Zayn. To be honest, really the only couple things we need to touch upon on SmackDown are the women that debuted, which we talked about. Yes. And basically the entire Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens story. Everything mm-hmm. else was filler. It really was. Honest. I mean, like, like for, for, I was looking through the notes that Cindy gave me, and I was just like, wow. Yeah. I really what, didn't miss too much. What about the Bludgeon Brothers? Oh, my God. The Bludgeon <laughs> Brothers. Okay, yes. The Bludgeon Brothers debuted. They beat the Hype Bros. Uh, break the Hype Bros up. Uh, five, th- come on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't need tag teams now. You have the Bludgeon Brothers. Exactly. Uh, I'm really happy that um, Luke Harper is used again. I think he is very underused. I think Luke Harper could be a star if they booked him right. Mm-hmm. He's a great worker. Probably one of the one of their better workers on SmackDown, but he never gets a chance to prove it. No. Um, I still am a big believer that the main event at WrestleMania last year should have been triple threat with him in it. Um, but whatever. Bludgeon Brothers are here. It was great. 37, did you think about anything about the Bludgeon Brothers? Nah, man. I just, you know, like you said, I'm glad Luke Harper gets, gets some airtime. I, yeah. I think they did a good strong opening yeah. for, like, themselves after all the weird segments. I want to get my beard oh, yeah. to be Eric Rowan levels of beard. Dude, you got, like, <laughs> you got at least, like, two years until they get to that level. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I think your significant other would not appreciate that. Oh, I showed her a picture of it. I was like, hey, I want my beard to be like that. And she was like, oh, I'm sure your next fiancé will love it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, and then, and then, yeah, we'll touch upon Sammy and Kevin. I mean, like... This is just like this is not what I wanted. Like I don't I don't want Shane to just be like joking around with Kevin and Sammy and then Sammy and Kevin being like, We're right, you know we're right and then yeah. they're like, Yeah, no, we're gonna feed you to Randy Orton and we're gonna feed you to all these other guys. See, I feel like I don't really see it so much as feeding. I really I like this entire SmackDown angle they did with them this week, except for I didn't like how Kevin left Sammy at the end of it. Yeah, me um, neither. I really like, I, I love their promo at the beginning. I really like how Sammy's like that. He's like sarcastically goofy still. Oh, yeah. Like he dances around like, look at me, I'm still happy, go lucky Sammy. Yeah, it's I just still hate me. All of you. It's still yeah. me. I'm just doing the right thing. Yeah, I like that. I like I liked his like little quippy like, check, check two, check three. Like I liked all of that. That was cool. Um, I like how, to be honest, I really don't think they really interfered that much in the match. But that's my opinion. Um, like for the Survivor Series, yeah, I don't think they did that much. Uh, but you know, I like I like the direction of them 
Um, I like how they're really playing up that all of SmackDown hates them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I really think it's it's good. I I think I think I can see the direction they're going. Um, the only thing that I don't like is how Kevin left Sammy. Yeah, because then that, then that's trying to plant seeds in the fact that Kev, Sammy's gonna get pissed off and then it's just gonna all break down. Yeah, which you can't do that in like two months. Yeah, no, exactly. Like this has got to be something that lasts a decent amount of time. Yeah. Um, I really I thought the plan was before before Triple H and Kurt Angle got announced, or unofficially announced. And Triple H was off TV. I really thought it was going to be Sammy and Kevin Owens versus Shane and Triple H. Um, but, uh, well, well, this is before we knew all the things we knew yeah. now. Now that, even, now even, that would make no even sense. Even hearing that, I was just like, ugh. <laughs> because I was like, oh, you know, you're against the McMahons. I am a McMahon, damn it. But, yeah, uh, and then and then they would just bury him. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, well, yeah, I wouldn't want to see that because no, I knew neither. that's how it would go. But uh, now I really think that they're going to end up taking the belt off the Usos. I hope so. Because yeah. like if if, you, if you're not gonna if you're gonna keep them as this tag team thing, then at least like just put yep. the put the tag belts on them. Because yep. Sammy still has not held a single belt in WWE. Yep. If it has to be the tag belts first, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Even though I would prefer one of them to be the U.S. champion, preferably Sammy, and then then have Kevin Owens become the WWE champion. Because then then you can have them on top of the yep. of the SmackDown division. Because then it means something that they're actually doing something instead have, of just being tag champions. Have them hold the tag championships and then win both of those belts, and have them have all the belts. So be so be like Miz and Miz and Big Show. Yes, but more successful. Yes. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, uh, 370, we'll just, like I said, we're pushing time, but just what do you think about the uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens uh, storyline? Uh, you guys basically touched on, you know, everything I felt like in terms of that. It was, you know, they, for the for the night, it was a good show-long angle, but, uh, you know, yeah, hope, hope they don't run the course of that story that could go on for months and months and months, you know, maybe, you know, before Rumble or Mania or something, that would be... That'd be kind of disappointing. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. But yeah, I mean, like this was a up and down week in pro wrestling, specifically mm-hmm. WWE. Um, I'm hopefully gonna catch up on War Grant Games because I need to see that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black, and then the War Games are like the the two must watches. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. else, I mean, you could get away with missing. Um, but those two for sure, I would definitely check out. But yeah, I mean, um, the, uh, going off of this and heading into Clash of Champions very soon, like I'm very iffy on a few things. I'm I'm willing to give them the chance to like see it through, but there's some storylines on there where I'm just like, and some guys that need to be pushed, like yeah. seriously, like get Finn Balor back to the Universal Title picture because yeah. the fact that you're just dancing around the fact, even though you still tout the fact that he was the first champion who never lost his belt and you haven't given him his, his title shot back, is beyond. Yeah. Right. Stupid. So yep. just pull the trigger on Finn Balor. You did it last year. You can do it this year. I agree. And he will do nothing but bring success to this company because he's that damn good. Right. Um, all right, guys. Uh, before we go away, I'm just going to um, let my boy 370 Gaming plug uh, before we go. Uh, maybe your Twitter and uh, what you're all about. Oh, man. Well, first of all, Chad and I have a new uh, YouTube series going on. We play this game, Total Extreme Wrestling 2016. I don't know, Austin, if you've heard of it or not. I did see some of your videos on it, yes. Thank you. Thanks for the views. I appreciate it. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) uh, basically, it simulates, um, you know, real-world, you know, wrestling things. You can book your shows. You can, you know, hire and fire people in the roster, things like that. Chad and I have a game going right now that's going to be uploaded by the time uh, the show goes up where we are taking the WWE and we're purposely killing it. We are purposely doing all of the wrong things to do. It's called killing the business, 
which Ooh, uh, you, guys, yep. you yeah. guys can check out on uh, youtube.com slash 370 gaming. Give you a brief spoiler. Uh, people power. <laughs> oh, boy. Is back. Oh, boy. <laughs> John Cena, more like John Cena 2 with Bo Dallas. Oh, my gosh. Oh, but, man. And yeah. uh, you can also follow me twitter.com slash 370 gaming. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you can follow me at szoomer4 and Chad. You can follow me at the Chad 100 and at Chad underscore talks because that's the YouTube that we're going to be plugging. Yes. Um, and you can follow the Ringmasters Podcast Twitter at ringmasterspod dot er, dot com at ringmasterspod on Twitter and the YouTube channel is coming. I'm sending Austin the picture uh, for the thumbnail today, and we should have that up soon. Do you want to drop the announcement now? Uh, we will save that for next week. Next week Big things are coming, and you will definitely want to stick around. Very much so. But yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us for another in- in- another edition of the Ringmasters podcast, and we will catch you guys next time. Enjoy the turkey bowl. It's <laughs> 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 <laughs>